Testing one, two, three. Tell me when to go. The the thing maybe has to be centered. There, yeah. yeah. Okay, good morning, Agmach Simateva. So, uh, last week before Rosh Hashanah, I spoke about the Malchus as a Mamutza between Atsilis and uh, Bia. Of course, Malchus is uh, the whole thing of Rosh Hashanah is Tamlechuni Alechem, like we say throughout the Tfilis, the prayers. Melech Yisrael, <clears throat> and um, and essentially the Sesimetshuva that we're in now, uh, what uh, the Kabbalah and Chassidus calls the time of Binyan Malchus. So ten days correspond to the ten Sfiris from Chachmah through Malchus to build up Malchus, because Malchus Leslamegamaklum, as we discussed, on its own it has its complete bittel; it has no. Substance has no mitzvahs. In contrast to all the other spheres, so it has to be built, structured, and the structure comes from uh, the other ten spheres that are nimshachin malchus. So each day of the sesimetshuva corresponds to one of the spheres within malchus. There's actually two opinions that are mak and that is al whether it goes mamaylamata or mamata lamaylam whether it goes from Chochmah to Malchus or from Malchus to Chochmah. In other words, is Rosh Hashanah like Malchus and the next day is uh, Yisod and then going Hey Netzach till Chochmah or to begin with Chochmah. There's actually, I mean, it's not so negate to this, uh, this uh, series of Shiurim, but there's a Eratera from Samach Sadek where he asked the question that either way you're going to have a problem because to say Rosh Hashanah is, um, is the lowest level and then assessment Shuvah is higher than Rosh Hashanah is a problem. So he has another way of structuring the Sphiris. Again, it's not the Gedlin Yonein, we're just mentioning it. Um, but regardless, so one way or another, Yom Kippur, which is the last of the assessment Shuvah, is either going to be Chachm or Keser within Malchus, Keser Malchus, or Malchus Sebe Malchus, depending on the two opinions. So all this is, uh, when you read it just in Kabbaldic Asius, it's just words. But the Wichsidis, and, uh, and I've been explaining in all the shiurim, that's the whole point of the Sphiris. And especially in context of Malchus is, these are the instruments that they used to use to create the universe, to create existence. Not that he needed to use it, the Ebersh is called Yachli, could do whatever he wants, but he wanted to be a Seder, a Masudadik away, so we have a Sarah Mamoris Nivra Elam, the Sodom Amoris are nishtalshul from the Aseris Adibris, which are nishtalshul from the Eses Sviris. So the Sviris are the building blocks. 
And that's exactly what Binyan HaMachos means, building blocks. So essentially, if we're going to have a relationship with Eberstim, which is the essence of what means Achtaros HaMelech, that we have a relationship, a commitment of the Am, Ein Melech B'lei Am, us in this world, of Asiya Gashmiz V'chumiz, in order to make a Dira B'tachtenim, a relationship is not just with Kabbalah Shel Malchus Shemayim, it's also a full relationship that Malchus has Chochmah in it, and Bina in it, and Das, and Chesed, and Gvura Teferis. And indeed, we have these mitzvahs. We have the mitzvah of Limud HaTera, which means that we align our Chabad with the Chabad of, of the Tera, which is the Chochmah is Baruch, the Chochmah of God. And we align our Chesed, Mahu Chanun, Afat Chanun, when we do Chesed. We align our chesed with Eberster's chesed. So it's not just with Kabbalah's malchus, we also do things accordingly. So there's Kabbalah's el machus shamayim, Kabbalah's el mitzvahs. Kabbalah machusay, v'achach Kabbalah zereisay. So essentially the Esther's fetus are a, you can say, stepping stones and a building, a structure of the relationship. To use an example from Lamata here, we can have a relationship, a husband and a wife can have a relationship and they both respect each other. But a relationship is much more than just respect. It's also interacting. There's a conversation. There's an intelligent conversation. There's emotions. So a full-bodied relationship consists of everything from Chachmah through Malchus. Now, the specific sphere, as we discussed a few weeks ago, a few months ago, each sphere, what its role is. But in the context of where we are now in the year, I'm just trying to time, make it timely toward this time that each day is actually a binyan. Now, I don't know how many of you are ASIC in the Kavonis of Asesimei Tshuva, or even know what they are, but those that do know, this is what they do. This is the Aved in Asesimei Tshuva. It's not just a bunch of days, um, but each day has its particularly unique uh, focus, whether it's on Chachme, whether it's on Bina, whether it's on Chesed, on Gvur, and Teferis. And of course, when it comes to Yom Kippur, which is the conclusion, that's officially the full, complete picture which, of course, aligns with the time that Moshe Rabbeinu finally prevailed over the Ebrister, Salachtikid Varecha, and that's why it's such a Yema Kodesh, Ech Achaz Bashana, Yechida, Yechida Sheba Nefesh, that he reached the deepest level of Kesem Malchus, which is the full, complete picture, and was able to receive the Luchashnias, and with that came the power of Tshuva, the power of hope, and the power of forgiveness, and Mechila, Slicha, and everything which essentially is the conclusion of Rosh Hashanah. You know Yom Kippur Rosh Hashanah, are the two bookends, so to speak, of the Sesame Tshuva. So that's putting it a little in context of what we've been speaking about. And I'll add one more point, that this is essentially the bridge between this Binyan Amalchus, between Atzillus and Biyah. Because Atzillus, of course, is, to- is Kuli Elokus, complete godly state, which is not the state we are in. Malchus' role is to bring that godliness into Biyah, <coughs> which in different words means <laughs> that the Malchus of Bavatzilas becomes the Melech of Biyah. And who is that Tolian? Who is it dependent on? On the Nivraim of Biyah, of Briyat specifically us. Sometimes it says Malochim and Neshamis, but obviously Neshamis fulfill it in the fullest sense of the word because we are so called Nifrodim. Ma'am has to be Immus. Can't have a king is not a king over his own family or his own uh, or or his children or uh, th- those that are close to him. So we are the the ones that are the Moses. Not that the Nisham Nisham is a chelik but it comes into a world where the Nisham is in a goof and it doesn't feel connected. 
So essentially, Ayurveda is in this world where on our own, we may not, uh, we may be busy with our own lives. We dedicate our lives to be machtir and basically accept the Ebrist as melech, which in the words of, of Chassidus is accepting that malchus is being mamshech, asilis, into our lives. So that's essentially, if using Chassidus is what is happening in this uh, time of the year. So with that said, I want to continue the, the series. We're up to, last week I spoke about malchus as the bridge between uh, the bitl of malchus that brings Atzillus into Bia, to Bria, and began speaking about Bria, and I want to continue that discussion, what exactly is the world of Bria. And again, the context that I'm trying to focus on is, number one, what role does it play in the whole picture? Every world has a reason. There's no such thing as just able to create another world. It has a purpose, and without it, something's missing, both in the understanding how the Ebrister creates, and also missing in our own retracing the steps, how we need these steps to connect to the Ebrister. So in other words, if you took Bri out of the picture, what would be missing? Why can't you jump from Yitzhira to Atzillus, so to speak? Or from Atzillus to Yitzhira, from the top down. And finally, what is Taka the Aveda, Manif Kamina and Aveda Saadam to each world? Because as we spoke, as Elam Nosim Belibam, all these elements are within us. Elam Kotnza Adam. So they're not in outer space and they're not out there in the sky. These are all dimensions within us, like we said, Nishamash Nasata Bitahidihi, Ata Barasa. Barasa is Briya, then Atiatsarta. So we're focusing on Barasa now, which is the second after the level after Atsilis. And I began by just sum up what I said last week was that the Chassidus, it says that Bria in the, in the process of creation is like the Chemer Poshet. Like just like you take a piece of clay before you shape it into um, details, which is already Yitzira, first you have just a clump, a clump of clay or a piece of gold or whatever object it is. And these are examples actually used by the Ramban and by others when they to create Breshis, Baruch, Lakim, Shemayim, Saras, first he created everything like in a nucleus, what we would call like one cell. Example being, let's say, the conception of a, of a, of a newborn, of a fetus. So in the beginning, it's one cell, literally one cell, like one seed. That is like Bria, a chaymer, Belitzurah. In that is like a, sometimes the language used, like a keichiyuli, or other expressions used. In this is all the is concentrated, everything that will come from the seed. So Bria is not just a chemeposhet period, it's just not yet been developed, or it's not been as gala. So Yitzira will begin to develop in the Tetsura, that means Yitzira. But Bria doesn't mean also that it's completely shapeless. We know Bria is a full world with ten spheres. So it has also for everything from Kesra of Bria to Chachma, all the way to Malchus of Bria. So the way, way we understand it, that, it's about, that in the ten spheres are far more concentrated. Now, <clears throat> this is not like Akudim. In the world of Akudim, Akudim, it says, Eser, Eris, Akud, B'Kleyechot. So it's ten energies. There, there's no ten kalim. There's only one keli. So it's true, sometimes, I use the example, sometimes you can give the example that I just said for a seed, Akudim. But Lefiyerech, it's a motion you can use with both. Obviously, it's a different way. In Bria, you would say it's 10 spheres and 10 kalim all concentrated. But it is 10 kalim and it is a structured world. Because Atsilis is already Eser Sviris um, with Eser Eris and Eser Kalim. Akudim, like I said, is 10 Eir and 1 Kalim. In Toyu, Nikudim, 
You have 10 Eiris and 10 Kalim, but they're not balanced. The Eiris Amirubim, the Kalim Amuatim. There's a big tension and causes ultimately the Shvidus HaKelim. The shattering, the inconsistency, the, they're not consistent with each other, aligned with each other. In Atzillus, it's a world of Tikkun. So there's Iskalus, Eira Chochmen, Eira Bina, everything is perfect. Bria is for sure, so we're at a lower level. But still, if Erech in the context of Yesh, Hisavasai Yesh, Bria is like a Chemer without a Tzura. This is just answering a question that people ask. How could you say Bria is a Chemer without a Tzura? <coughs> Atzillus is already a Tzura also. Esosphiris is a Tzura. So the answer is, Bria, we're talking about Mitzad the Yesh, not Mitzad the Oyer. Oyer, there's already 10 Oyers in Akutim even. But there's only one Keli. In Bria, <coughs> you have 10 Keli. But it's still not fully shaped and defined. In other words, if they were to stop the creation at the end of Bria, the whole world would exist, like Breshis Baruch Lakim, Sashmayim Vesar. It's a physical world. I, mean, I don't know if the word physical is correct with Bria, but hypothetically, you could have a physical world, but you don't yet have. Like Rashi says about what was on the first day of creation, everything was there, but it's like all in one, in one ball, so to speak. I mean, some people even compare it in science, the concept today that they talk about the Big Bang which is essentially how scientists explain it, that everything was concentrated in one place, and then there was an explosion, and everything went flying, and therefore it broke into details, which is a concept that we see all the time. You know, things that are, let's say, concentrated in a small place, and you create a, a, uh, an explosion, whether it's a nuclear or other form of, uh, of energy, and you can explode something, and you suddenly realize it has a lot of power to it. I mean, Havdel, uh, in destructive terms, it's like any weapon is that way, actually. What's a weapon? A bullet is just a small little bullet. It doesn't look even, it looks innocent. But when that bullet hits its mark, it explodes and can kill somebody, God forbid, or create a lot of damage. So in other words, it's concentrated and then something happens to it that makes it come into details. And in a, in a positive sense, it's essentially what we learn in, uh, to use Nigladika terms, klal or prat. So Bria would be a klal. Ein b'chlal el masha b'frat, ein b'frat el masha b'chlal, and the klal has all the pratim in it, so the Mishnah has everything the Gemara is going to say, but it's still all and therefore only concentrated. So Bria is that concentrated place. Now what's the purpose of that? As I said, the Ebrishter could have easily jumped from Atzilis to Yitzirah, or even from Atzilis to Asiyah. What do you need Bria for? Because the fact of the matter is, imagine learning Teda and not having a Klal. You go straight from the Etzem to the Prat. You wouldn't have a certain order. There's a certain beauty in any type of seder, like when I discussed the difference in Atzil, Bidi, Atzil, Asiyah, that the structure of things, whether, you, whether it's from writing a business plan to writing a book to writing a pilpul or to uh, pr- producing a film or art or music, the first thing any creator does is creates an outline. Why do you need an outline? Why can't you just jump from the, from your, from the, from your, from your, uh, from the rayon, from the idea, straight to all the details. Try it out, you'll see. It's, very, it's almost impossible to do. So the orderly way, the way Seichel works, is you begin with a klal, and from the klal you start working into pratim. So therefore, it makes total sense. Again, I have to qualify. The Ebrister could have created in a way that it would make sense a different way. But the Altareb already by Voran, that the Seichel, the way it is right now, is that's the way Ebrister wants Seichel. Why he made Seichel 2 plus 2 equals 4? And that, and, and that a class and that Pratim have to start from a klal, we'll never understand why. He, of course, he could have made it differently. But once he made it this way, it makes total sense. 
So that's why you'll see in any uh, training that you'll ever receive in communication, in public speaking, in writing, it'll always say, what's your clout? And then break it into pratim. If you don't have that, it's not going to be organized, not by you and not by others. That's why you'll see good writers, good speakers, they'll begin with a nukudah. This is the point, this is the headline. This is the main points I'm going to make, five points right now. You know? And even, I mean, seeing that Ambam even and others who masada things, anyone who's a masada is going to do that. Because it gives the, the, the macabre, the listener or the reader, something to hold on to and you have a, an organized structure. I mean, wherever you go, you're going to see this. There's, no, there's nowhere that, that this doesn't exist. So Bria is like the corridor in a way, a bridge, that is the klal, but it's already not a klal in Ruchni, in, uh, rather I should say in Eris, it's Bria, it's a Bria Yesh Ma'an, you have a Yesh, but now the Yesh is still in a concentrated place. Now, what's the Nafkamina in Aveda? I just explained there's more Nafkamina in um, practical, how you create. You go from klal to prat. Or to use the Lashon of the Mishnah, there's a Sarma Maris Nivra Elam, but if you count, you only find nine Maimaris. From Yehi Eir to Nasa Odin B'Tzameen, there's only nine, there's only nine Maimaris. So the Mishnah answers, B'Reish is not Mimaimaru. B'Reish is also a Maimar. B'Reish is Baruch Lekim But it's a Maimar that's different than the other Maimar. <coughs> like the Mishnah says, that the Ebishter could have created all B'Maimar Echad. That's the Klal. But he wanted the Dafke Pratim. So the Mishnah says, in order to give Schar to the Sadikim, etc., uh, there's Maimorim, like, and I think there's a Maimor in uh, maybe Padre Shalom and Anat and other places that Chassidus explains because Abraham wanted <coughs> a world of Pratim. He didn't just want a world of a Klau. So what's the Nafkamina in Aveda? That's an Nafkamina, as I said, in the process of creation. In Aveda, it also gives us an ability. Let's start with the example again. When a Talmud knows what the Klau is, so then when he gets into the, when, remember, Mamata Lamaila, we begin with the Pratim. When you start learning something, you don't know what the klal is yet. Even if you're told what the klal is. But then you start learning prat after prat, and slowly you build up a picture. And as you build a picture, ah, you start realizing this is the klal. So if you didn't have a klal, you'd like be missing a, a piece of how to reconnect to the seichel hamashpia. So in Aveda, essentially, Bria's role is that in our world, we have something to connect to that gives us but somewhat of the bigger picture of what the Kavonis Habriya is. Atsilus is the vision of God, it's Achdus, it's Alakus. But Briya, in the world of existence, you have a place where everything is organized in a klal. It's not Pratim. So that Naveda gives us the ability to connect. To use a simple, I mean, this is brought in different sikhs. You, know, you have the concept I mentioned before Shema and Vohayim Shemaya. So it says that Shema is Kabbalah Sel Mach Shemaim, Ba'achagach Kabbalah Sel Mitzvahs. So why do you need a Kabbalah Sel Mach Shemaim if you have Kabbalah Sel Mitzvahs? Or in the words it says in Gemara Brachas, why, why can't you just have Kabbalah Sel Mitzvahs? So the Mechilta says that when the Eden left Mitzrayim on their way to Matan Teda, so they said to the Ebrister, you know, we want to hear your Gzeda. What do you want to get? What do you want from us? What are your Mitzvahs? Your Tzivuim? And the Ebrister answered, Kabul First accept my Malchus, like we're talking about Rosh Hashanah, and Bechlal all year round, Kabul Shel Malchus Shemaim, 
And then, then I know you'll accept my gzeres. What's the havana of this medrash? They didn't ask neighbors to what want, want us to do. Why don't you just tell them? I want the mitzvahs. All the mitzvahs. So the answer is very simple. If you don't accept me, you're never really going to accept my, what I ask you to do. The first thing is accepting the Eberster as the Eberster. He's your Eberster. He's your Melech. If you don't have that, it's like uh, someone will ask you, let's say your wife will ask you to go shopping and do things for her. And you may do it, but if you don't accept her as a full respect to her, then Bemele, everything you do is going to be uh, somewhat bidiyeva, and sometimes you do it, sometimes you're not. So the first thing is accepting the other as someone you fully, fully commit to. That commitment is not protim, it's a klal. It's called, like I said, malchus without the binyan ha-malchus. It's a minyan. That here's the Eberster, you, and you accept the Eberster as your melech. He is the authority. Then the Eberster says, then I know that when I ask you to do something, mamele, since you've accepted me, then mamele, you'll do it. If it started with the protim, you may do it, you may do it less, you may do it more. So the klal actually makes, first of all, the commitment a real one. Second of all, it's a commitment to the Eberster himself, not just to the Rotsen Protim. Like sometimes you hear the expression, the bitl to the Rotsen, the bitl to the Baal HaRotsen. So the Rotsen is the actual mitzvah. That's why Yim Shemaya, Shenamtem Levanecha, Ohelotet Tafes Beinanecha, Echshaftem Amazuzas, all the mitzvahs. <coughs> um, but but, uh, but uh, the, the Klau is not, is not the, is not the Rotsen Proti, whatever tziyu that is, but rather the rotsen kloli, the bala rotsen. As a matter of fact, that's what tshuva does. Tshuva is able to go back to the bala rotsen. Because if there was no tshuva, you're ever an evader, or do not do a mitzvah, so that's it. There's nowhere to go. The Ebershah said do something, you didn't do it. But if you go back to the bala rotsen, he's the one that is the mukher of all the retzainists, so the bala rotsen could be machaper. You could do tshuva and start anew, or refresh, or so-called... Re, um, re, press the restart button, so to speak, and start from the Balrotsen into the Rotsen. Now, on the other hand, just to have the cloud without the Protim is obviously not the Kavon. The Kavon is a Dira Betachtenim Loshen Rabim. And that's why each mitzvah has its own Inyan. Each mitzvah Protis is, is connected one of the Eivorim, Ramach Mitzvah Sese, connected Ramach Mitzvah Eivorim, Shasal Mitzvah Slesa, connected Shasagidim. Every mitzvah has its role. In Sefer Charedim, the whole Sefer talks about how each mitzvah corresponds to another ever, to another part of the human being. So if you want to have birur ha'elam, you can't just have a klal. You have to have the birur of every prat. But the prat has to be aligned with the klal. So basically, this explains the role of Bria and Yitzira. Bria is the klal, klolos, and Yitzira is the pratim. So both in the process of creation as well as in Aveda, both are necessary. Like in the example I gave, for example, you write a, um, a plan, a business plan, or you write anything. So when you have both, the cloud, like they begin with an executive summary, which is a cloud. I'm gonna t- I'm here. Before you read this 20-page document, there's one page, a half a page, that just summarizes what I'm going to be writing to you. And then you have an outline, like a mafteach, like you see in every safe, a mafteach. That creates organization. Then you start learning all the pratim. Then, then you have both miles. You have the details, 
but you also can always go back to the cloud and make sure you're, it's like a reality check to make sure it's all aligned. To use another example, Tanya. Al-Tareb writes in the Hagdom, in the Sharblat of Tanya, he writes that this safe is miyusid. Al-Pasuk, ki korav elech adover me'ed, b'fichol b'vav chalasesei, labayir heitiv, eichu korav me'ed. Then you start learning Tanya. Tanya has Nungimo Prokim, this first section. And, um, but it's interesting because the, once the Alter Rebbe established the Klal, the, the Bria, the Yisod, that tells you that every detail in Tanya is coming to explain Koravelacha Dovamait. Now, not everyone necessarily learns Tanya that way or teaches Tanya that way. I happen to teach her that way because I see that that, makes, that creates a cohesiveness. Uh, connection because then even whatever pedic you're in, in some way it connects to Korav Elecha Now, Dalton doesn't mention Korav Elecha in every pedic, but he leads up to it. Then you see throughout the Prokim, he keeps going back. This is the meaning of the word Korav, and now we have to understand the word Me'id, and Elecha, and Lasese, in all the different places. But it creates a thread that even when you can, you can hypothetically get lost in the woods of, uh, of 53 Prokim, it's pretty uh, intense. Uh, Tanya, you always have the cloud to go back to that in a sense says to you, this is the cloud, never forget that all this is coming to explain. So the cloud is also a derech halimud. You know, the way they taught us when you learn Mishnah and Gemara, when you learn the Gemara, you're always looking at the Mishnah because the Gemara is always an explanation of a certain line in the Mishnah. And not that you, don't, you obviously you have to understand the Pratim, but when you connect the Prat to the cloud, the whole thing changes. Your understanding changes. Most mistakes we make is often we get so caught up in Pratim and we forget what the clouds. I can't tell you how many times the Rebbe wrote to us or how many times the Rebbe said in the Fabreng and he said, Fagesen in the Kudde. And in fact, all the questions, people start splitting hairs. Mishpal Tahar, the Rebbe's Lashen. He's splitting hairs and getting into every detail and you forget the Yisod, the cloud. So many mistakes are made in our way of calculating things and even in communications. You know, I mean, if you, if you ever deal in mediation between people who have different opinions or even chilukideis uh, and sometimes worse. So one of the first things you want to do is find the common denominator. Where do they both share an interest? They could be disagreeing about everything. Partners in business, a husband and wife, parents and children, friends. You, you want to do is find where is their connection, what's the cloud that brings them together. Because the protim, people can get into, once you get into details, you know, everything can become one big uh, chaos. But when you can connect to the cloud, when you find, you know, well, what's your common interest? You both want running a business. You both want to make money? Yeah. Okay, so then the protim become less significant. But sometimes what happens is, and every machlekes is like that, that a prat becomes, overwhelms the cloud, and even in your own interest, you get so caught up in some narashkait or nonsense, even if it's an important prat, but it's still a prat compared to the cloud. It's like the whole foundation of the building, you know, like they say, I remember I was once in a, in a place where they were talking, they had a meeting, they were talking about the future of the Jewish people. I mean, they, they thought they were going to find the solutions. Anyway, everybody came up with all kinds of aces. I was just sitting there, they asked me to come to the meeting. I didn't say much, but I remember it was in England, actually. And... Um, and then this one said, this hates and this one, that hates. I mean, okay, but like Chalem, they all had uh, the interesting uh, suggestions. Then one guy just got up, and I remember in a very strong uh, British accent, he says, you know, you're all sitting and arguing. It's like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. 
You know, I don't know if you know what that, what that means. The Titanic was a ship that went down. And imagine people start to, the, the whole ship is about to sink. Thousands of people, Rahman and got killed. And people are arguing where, who's going to sit in Mizrach. You know, imagine that. You know, like who's, uh, which, which chair you're going to sit on. The whole ship is full. So in other words, you could be focusing like a, you have a little, someone has a pimple on their nose. And God forbid, the whole body is suffering from a yenemach. So you have to know where the prat is and the klal is. Unfortunately, we all can get caught up in details and forget what the, what the, why we're here in the first place. This is one of the first things you want to do in any type of uh, mediation or resolution of disagreements and so on. I'm not saying it's always easy because people get caught up emotionally. It's not, you know, I'm speaking seichel right now, but when you're emotionally caught up in a detail, you say, no, there's detail. You know, I was once uh, dealing with the Sholem Bayes and I promise you, I kid you not, it came down to that the, her husband was insensitive because he squeezes the toothpaste from the middle of the tube and she wants him to squeeze from the bottom of the tube. I don't know if you have these issues. I hope it doesn't create any tension here. You know, you, you know, you know how you squeeze? And first you have to know to brush your teeth. But if you do brush your teeth, there's a thing called toothpaste. So you can squeeze from the middle and you can squeeze from the bottom. And there's some people that do one and not the other. Now, obviously, I understood that their disagreements didn't start with the toothpaste. That was just a teretz. That was just, you know, once something you don't like about somebody, then every detail matters. Stupid things start mattering. But this is a perfect example where pratim, you get lost in the details and you forget what the klal is. I mean, the same thing is in dating. People get caught up with certain things. And I'm not saying the prat is not at all important. But you have to weigh it. You know, everything has context. Anyway, I, so here's a little practical application of Bria and Yitzira that you can bring into very uh, sim- daily, our daily activities. But going back, <coughs> going back to, um, to the Etzim the, Inyan, so I wanted to talk about one more thing with Bria. <coughs> um, there's a letter from the Rebbe, an interesting letter from before the Nisius, I think it's in Igor's Kedish Chelik Al. Probably Bayes, Chelik Bayes. It says to whom it is. It's to Rab Label Bistritsky. You may have heard of him. All the Bistritskys are children, grandchildren of his. Um, so he writes to the Rebbe, he was obviously a Bachar. And he writes to the Rebbe that he wants to know what is the difference between Elam Atzilus, Elam Achdus, I think he says, and then what Chsidis says, Elam Abri is Elam Akisei. And does he bring the next world? Yeah, and Elam HaMalochim. Um, I'll explain in a minute. And then he apologizes to the Rebbe. I mean, the Rebbe was the Ramash then. So I think a letter from Tavshin Zayin, maybe. <coughs> Those years. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and he apologizes to the Rebbe that he's asking a klotzkash, not a, you know, children, like a childish question. Like in the Cheder, everyone should know the difference in Atzilus and Briya. And the interesting response that Rebbe gives him, the Rebbe says, Halavai, Dagdeli Memenu, forgot exact lotion of the Rebbe, but basically Halavai, the Maskilim, and those that Fashtein Chsidis, Kavyochel, would ask these basic questions. No, there's no such thing as a, a stupid question when it comes to this, because everybody could use an answer. So I always thought that was quite interesting, that the Rebbe saw that if you can't explain something in Poshtasius, that means you don't really fully understand it, even if you're the biggest masculine Chsidis. Now, among what the Rebbe does answer, then the Rebbe goes on to explain it with a Moshe. So, I want to just bring that into the picture here, because it's Negei, of course, Atzil is Briya. So, the language you'll find often, <coughs> I mentioned Atzil is, 
Bria, of course, means Bria means the world of Bria. But there's another name for the world of Bria. It's called Elam Akise. And that's based on the Pasuk in Yecheskel, where it says, Yecheskel saw Dmus Mara Odom. That's Yeshev, what he said. Al Dmus Akise. So he saw an image of a Kisei, which is a throne. And on it was sitting a, a Dmus, an image of an Odom. This is uh, language in Yecheskel. The Mazit Shemagid has a whole tale on this. Some Chzadik explains it, but actually Ayin Beis, there's 550 pages in Ayin Beis that are just on this Magid. A whole piece in Ayin Beis that's like a, a Gansa Chatsi Eagle that begins in Chelik Beis and goes all the way into Chelik Gimel that explains the Teres HaMagid. And briefly he says the following. I should add, before I go to that, I'll just add one more point. Um, based on that, Ilma Kisei, so there's other names also for Bria Tzirasiyah, which is connected to the Malochim of these. The Malochim of Bria is Srofim, or the Srofim, Eimdi Mamale. We say Srofim. The Malochim of Yitzira are the Chayes HaKedish, and the Malochim of Yitzirah are Eifanim. So they're sometimes called Eilam Eifanim, Eilam HaSrofim, or Eilam HaChayes HaKedish. These are all also based on the Lashenus and Yecheskel. But Bikitsin, I don't have that much time, I'll just say Bikitsin, I'll explain it. Next week is Ruf, uh, right? To Yom Kippur and Sukkot? Huh? The last Seder is on Monday? Okay, or Tuesday. Um, so Ilma Kisei, so the Magi teaches Kisei from the word Mukhusa, like Kessel, like Kessel Yom Chagenu. So Kisei means a chair, but Kisei with a hay can also come from the word covering up. So Atzillus is the Odom, you see the Odom Begoli. It's Mara Odom. But you see there's an there's a Odom Elyon. And Kisei is already Mechusa because it comes after the Parse, which we discussed two weeks ago. That Elam Habriya is Elokuz that's in the form of Mechusa. And the Kavone is to be Mamshik, the Gili of Elatzillus, into Briya. So, as I said, I just wanted to establish that. I'll explain it more in detail in the next year, whenever that will be. And uh, meanwhile, uh, okay, we'll stop here. And this probably the lecture will be after Sukkot.